In this episode of The Unfinished Cubby, we have something a little bit different. I'm very I'm not pl- that different. <laughs> okay. I'm very Sorry. pleased to welcome my wife, Angel Golter, to the program today. Thanks for having me, Chris. Thanks for joining me. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Kombucha. Kombucha cheers. Kombucha cheers. Mm-hmm. Angel and I have just started a year of not drinking. We did that once mm-hmm. a few years back and um, there were benefits to that. And we've had a couple of years of, of definitely drinking since then. <laughs> yeah, I think we more than made up for a year of yeah. abstinence. So we're doing this. I think the reason for this, uh, I wanted to interview you at some point anyway, imagine it being a regular thing when this was the show, mm-hmm. remembering to talk there so it picks up the audio okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but you sent me this link which will be in the show notes and I'll encourage anyone to check out. And it was really a transform your life, transform the world Mm. with this very simple kind of practice, which essentially was just an hour meditation. And so I thought a few things, first of all, I wanted to talk about it. Um, Also, we're going to start doing it Mm -hmm. tomorrow. And I thought, we could do another yeah. one in like a follow up of in a year what's or something, changed. and yeah, see what we're like then. I reckon even compare. in three months. Yeah. yeah. Well, because he explicitly said in the thing, you won't remember what you were like. Mm. So um, yeah, sure. You want to look back at mm. yeah. So that that was part of what put the head the idea in my head there, and there was one other reason related to that that I thought this was a good idea to do this, but that's gone. Mm. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, so that'll be in there. Oh, I was going to say a thing that appealed to me about the meditation that he suggested was that you just watch the show. Mm, I love that. Yeah. I haven't quite heard it presented in that way before. Yeah. No, meditation for me has always been like this sound like whether it's accounting or a um, tm you're doing uh, like you've got the a mantra, mantra. Mm-hmm. or a passion or your body scanning or various things and so you're kind so of always getting it wrong too. yeah 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 and you're like oh i didn't do that oh back here. <laughs> it's like training your mind yeah. with a, like a whip or something <laughs> and it's really hard i don't know about <laughs> Or whatever. Maybe that's in your mind. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. It's a, It's like it's a reminder of how like sloppy, poorly trained your mind is because it keeps wandering off into these thoughts <laughs> instead of. That is what, well, my experience with transcendental meditation is that the more you do it, the less your mind wanders because there's less like stuff to sift through, kind of a thing, um, and there's. There's more of that um, just being in that observer moment. Um, yeah, not for sustained periods of time. I've not, but there's definitely been long moments 
and then I've kind of caught myself going, oh, wow, I've like not been thinking anything. I'm like, oh, <laughs> uh, that's when you've got to practice going on though, right? When you're doing yeah, a daily yeah. or something. Yeah. 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 Which is what we're going to start doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I haven't done very much, but we used to some years ago. Mm. Do you remember? Vaguely. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was really nice. Um, is that in the mornings that we would do that? I kind of remember like, or maybe that was just the one time, like on the trampoline and sitting like back to back. Oh, yeah. But I think maybe it was more than the once that we would do that, sitting back to back. Um, I don't think we were hugely, like we, we kind of did it for a little while, but we weren't hugely disappointed. Yeah, it, it kind of faded away. Yeah. So I like the idea of this being every day. Yeah, and I can already feel the resistance. Like an hour is a long time. (laughs) And as of next week, it'll be publicly out in the world that we've started. That we have to. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Everyone's gonna. The world is gonna hold me accountable. Exactly. Um. So these are a couple of. So I said I wanted to talk to you because I did for the first time this year. A Vipassana meditate. On Sunday afternoon because mm. there's a group that sits every Sunday at the hospital and I joined them I was doing that for a little bit two years ago yeah yeah but this is the first time this year and possibly in more than a year mm. um, yeah. and that's an hour is it was it even like pre-covid that you would have been there yes. last time. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So that's a year and a half. I did do one remote COVID one. They did like a Zoom. Oh one. yeah. 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 But yeah. literally it's one. Not, yeah. Does it count? <laughs> Was it? I don't think it counts. Um. So I wanted to share with you and with the listeners from when I sat yesterday, man, my brain was so busy. It was just like, oh, like just nonstop. But um, yeah, and first it was all about this one particular work thing that I'd actually been spending time on just before I went to and there's a major project at the moment. And, and then after it was on that one for a while, then it went on to my other major work project that's going on. And then it... Um, thought about granny for a little bit mm. um and that i should do a podcast with her and talk oh, with definitely. her yeah I rem- mm. yeah and anyway there was just so much mostly the the work i'm thinking about the kids and how i wish i was a better father and stuff like this and it was so much i went i can't handle this anymore i want the thoughts to stop mm. And I thought about like, um, like, uh, what is it? Electroconvulsive therapy where yeah. you're given a jolt and your brain just stops, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's quite an effective treatment. And I was just like, that's what I felt <laughs> like. An I wanted. effective treatment for like meditation substitution. Well, here's the thing. Wait, wait, wait. No, stay with me. I, okay. Like, that's what it was. It was like, I was overwhelmed. I was like, I can't handle these thoughts anymore. Oh. Um, I'm still going to. And. I was like, I would be drinking normally now. Yeah. I would be quieting and 
pushing mm. all these things away with drinking. Numbing, yeah. And in Vipassana, the terminology they use, they talk about, so I'm going to tie kind of Western um, psychology terminology with Eastern um, meditation, Sanskrit mm-hmm. stuff there's your sankharas, which is your karma, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got your karma and there's all these things piled up and they call them your sankharas. And basically you're sitting there and they're presented to you one after the mm-hmm. other. And then it's there. And then if you don't remain attached to it then it's gone mm-hmm. and then you eventually work through and then you've got all your past life ones and things like this. And that's what the Buddha did when he sat down under the tree mm-hmm. is he just, all his sankaras kept coming and then he worked through all of it and then all his past life ones and then he got to the bottom and it's like, oh, it's, it's, you know, then you're, then you're free of the cycle mm-hmm. of rebirth or whatever. Um, but I went, these sankaras are just like the things that have happened in my day that caused me stress, that there's an emotional something mm-hmm. stored in my body in there and it's like oh, that's there and like i don't think i like worked through all of them but i went through some and moved and then there's other stuff underneath right and, um i've never quite thought about my thoughts and stresses which do have emotional things as these as say like karma that mm-hmm. um but yeah i've been aware in the last year and a half when drinking of going, eh, I know I'm just like not dealing with some stuff in this. Um, yeah. But yeah, like got to like really feel what that was, mm, that mm. was like there. So I think that was the thought that I wanted to share because then that video that you sent today, she seemed to be, and I can't remember exactly what kind of terms he used, but it seemed to be talking about the exact mm. same thing of basically there yeah yeah. he's kind of talking about loving Mm. the things that arise and and not in the sense of like oh wow i love that but just like allowing it to be yeah which i really i liked removing the judgment on having thoughts or having feelings and just like watching the show Mm. being that observer um yeah, I, I kind of reminded of, um, you know, Eckhart Tolle's trick of like saying, I wonder what my next thought will be. And you get like this glimpse of nothing because you're like waiting for the thought, like you're just observing and, and being the observer that's right. like, yeah, I don't know. That's a cool trick to Because you're kind of ahead of your brain. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Kind of waiting for something to come up rather than controlling it or something. I don't know. Yeah, I liked that. Just being with with whatever it is. And someone in the audience had had asked him, you know, that he he could spend half an hour of his mind going somewhere else, thinking about something, and then he remembers suddenly that he's meant to be meditating meant to be and and like you know is there actually any benefit and is he doing it right because he could be thinking about all those things sitting at his desk um yeah and and that obviously he's got the judgment on those thoughts 
as he's doing it wrong. That's that's what I'm excited about. Mm. And that's what I was going to say, because the passion is an hour, and, man, that was a long hour. Mm. And it was, but it was also, like, the whole time I'm like, I'm just thinking. So the idea of just going, all right, just allow it, just mm. watch it, mm. that feels a lot easier. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, just mm. being with it. Mm. I really loved that concept he brought up about, um, you know, that, old adage of what you don't like in other people is because you see it in yourself. And I thought that that would resonate with you. Yeah. Yeah. That when you can be with that stuff in yourself and not have judgment on it and just observe it and love it and allow it. And then it goes like, there's no, it's not, Mm. not his words, but there's no like hooks, Mm. you know? Um, then when it displays in other people that you don't have the reaction, you don't have the, oh, God, that really, that person really irritates me or whatever. (laughs) Because, yeah, if you can be with it in yourself and accept it, then you can accept it in other people and you don't have the reaction or the attachment to wanting them to change and be different. And Um, I really liked how he demonstrated that as well, and I won't say it because uh, the listeners will then have to watch Sure. Yeah. Video to yeah. Find I know out. what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was cool. <laughs> yeah. I did have a funny moment though, because I was thinking about it and I passed the police um, and I thought about how strongly I feel. An emotive reaction. <laughs> yeah. Towards the police. And I was like, mm. oh, because I think generally speaking, it attracts a type of person who's like violent and. Uh, like the people that want to yeah are yeah, motivated yeah. to you to know or drawn to yeah yeah, to yeah, that yeah. and you profession. know want to have power over people and mm. you know and yeah and i went oh is that is that in me is that mm. yeah but then i kind of went oh it's not quite the same thing <laughs> i'm saying i don't like the police not that i don't like Violent and people that are using power over things. So, but so know, you dodged that one. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nicely done. <laughs> so, Wait yeah. till tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah. You've got an hour yeah. to sit with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. Mm. So that, yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about that thing. Mm. I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Uh, did you want to talk about work-life balance stuff? So we can, it's totally up to you. We can make it like a really short one. um, Give me some prompting questions. Oh yeah. Okay. um, Uh, I don't even know where to go. It feels kind of (laughs) weird and contrived to talk about our lives. With each other. Yeah. Yeah. What you up to after this podcast? <laughs> I'm going back to my 2,250 word reflective essay, which I'm about 200 words in. But you know, I've got a couple of days to <laughs> get finished. A couple of all-nighters. Yeah, I don't know about a work-life balance for me. I kind of go hyper-focus for days at a time and smash out 2,000 words. I can't really get the 
time management thing just doesn't really work for my brain, I think, of like scheduling. If I do 300 words on this day and work on it over a couple of weeks, then, yeah, my experience, although it's probably only really happened once in high school, <laughs> of like actually spreading out an assignment to get it done in little chunks over, you know, so rather than staying up all night the night before. Um, I did very poorly in that assignment. Yeah, I'll never do that again. I'll never the rest do, of my life. Yeah, know, responsible planned. time yeah. management ever again. That's, yeah. That's learning. I learned right? my lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And, and you, look, it's it works for me. I'm a high achiever. And, you do get everything you know, done. Yeah. yeah. And I do, I think I do my best work under pressure interesting as I say that I, I think of like actually how I respond under pressure in certain situations is I just completely freeze up mm. but when there's like time deadline the the risk of not doing well <laughs> is my motivation and um, yeah but I do procrastinate so badly and it's like I need that that stress to actually get off my ass Motivate. and do the work. Yeah. How do you shut that other stuff off and be present with the kids? Because you're better than I am at that. What do you mean? What? Or just... You, you know you're, you've got an assignment going, you know, you've got this on, but you're completely there with the girls when you're doing stuff with them. Um, I guess they're just my priority and I don't know, that comes really naturally to me to be present with them. But like if I've, if I know that I need that time to get the assignment done, mm. I, that's a massive stress for me. Like if, if I'm writing something and Ra comes in and wants me to get a food or, or whatever, like that, yeah, breaking that, that flow. There's something about that priority, isn't it? Like, this is what I'm doing now. Yeah. And then anything else is a problem. Yeah. 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 Because, yeah. yeah, if I'm like, all right, I'm spending time with the kids now, but I check work email, then I like, I resent that intrusion yes. into yeah, there. Yeah. Um, and vice versa. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do one thing at a time. <clears throat> and know what the priority is. I've noticed um, feeling a different relationship to work now that I'm starting study mm. too. It sort of, it feels a lot more, it feels simpler and in the flow mm. because it's not like, because oh, it, it, it's less of a focus. Yeah, yeah. So when it's there, I just do what needs to be done. Mm. Um, I don't know. We're, pretty early days into that just being with first do your year. listeners know yet that you're no I don't, no i'm not going to do a big announcement about that 
No, it's not too much about me. <laughs> it's not a bit about me. I don't know. But I thought it might have come up in your other interviews. Um, I don't know. But yeah, no, so I've decided to start studying. Thanks for asking me. Yeah. Uh, social work. I've always been interested in studying sociology and psychology, and those are bundled into that degree. Mm. And someone present in this room suggested recently that I actually even consider doing full-time study. And so a crazy person. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing. I, uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just want to jump into something completely random. Kamala, mm -hmm. um, when I spoke to her the other day said, she said, I just had a little thought about, you, you say it's about work-life balance. And I said, yeah, you know, that's the phrase that people use. Yeah, so, podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. And she said, I just thought that's a really interesting contrast because you can talk about work and play or you can talk about work and family. But to talk about work and life, life. it's like work is not part of life. Mm which I thought was actually wow. a really good point. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, I think in some ways that's often quite true for me, mm. actually. Um, and I wonder, you know, I, I guess that phrase does suggest that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my mind goes to your, um, like, that mindset that you have that you have to do work you don't like in mm. order to live. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that also is a very clear separation. Like you have to do work you don't mm. like in order to mm. do this other thing. Mm. Yeah. This podcast is my personal journey of like transcending that thought process, I think too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you want to talk about anything in particular? Do you want me to ask you about anything in particular? No. When, um, when we first talked about this podcast, about a year ago, not quite a year ago, do you mm -hmm. remember? Driving up to Normanton? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you were talking about the way you had come to clarity about the different aspects of your, mm. of the foci the of your three. life. Was it three? Three purposes. I the can only think of three. Yeah, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Um, you mean about like my, the shamanic journey? Yeah. Do you want to share yeah, about sure. that? I, 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 you, you had a, 
a clarity that I thought was fantastic and worth sharing. Mm. Sharing, yeah. Yeah. Well, so it was um, during a course uh, called the Four Seasons Journey through the School of Shamanic Womancraft with Jane Harper Collins. Um, and yeah, part of that Four Seasons journey um, was a like a wilderness solo, like a vision quest kind of a, a scenario where we come together as, as the group of women. We um, spend a few days talking and sharing our life stories. We each get a turn of uninterrupted time where we just speak whatever we feel, whatever arises about our life. Um, and in doing so, we get to uh, be witnessed, be heard, um, and also hear other women's stories and all the connections, the similarities. And it's just, it's amazing the, the love that you and empathy that you can have for people that you don't even, like you wouldn't necessarily um, associate with or, or talk to in, in everyday life. Um, but yeah, you have this, this just absolute love for them when they tell their story. Um, and that just sort of stirs all this, this stuff up for you to then go away into the wilderness um, you choose a campsite away from everyone else and you do a water fast. So that's all you, all you intake is water for three days and three nights. And, um, and yeah, during that, you, you just kind of sit with yourself and with whatever arises, kind of like this meditation that we're going to do for an hour, but for, for three days <laughs> and three nights. <laughs> Um, and you're not meant to uh, distract yourself by um, or whatever you... Digging holes or something. Yeah. Um, for me, it was um, I decided that I really needed to get all the bark off this really long piece of wood. So I spent a long time with a little pocket knife just kind of chipping away and like once once I get done this this stick then I will like really sit with myself won't <laughs> distract myself and then you know you can spend a lot of time like finding the right kind of firewood that you need for your fire and it's interesting but yeah three days and three nights is long enough for you to run out of things to do <laughs> you're just sitting in the wilderness <laughs> And not eating, you don't really have the energy uh, to kind of go into anything like climb trees. Um, but you take uh, the medicine drum that you made at a previous gathering with you and, um, you know, you're encouraged to, to drum the sunrise or sunset and you can kind of hear the other women also on their wilderness solos um, drumming at the same time and it's this really lovely kind of oh that's right I'm not alone there's there's these other women that are going through their own journeys and their own processes with me alone together yeah um 
And so the spot that I had chosen um, was, there was a bit of a clearing and, um, and in the middle was this burnt out tree. So a fire had gone through a few years before and, um, and there were a lot of trees that were still, you know, all charcoal. And, uh, and this one had been, the top had completely burnt away and it was just, it was like, like a little cave and you, you looked up, it kind of came to a point where you, so you couldn't actually see through the top. Um, and, and there was this perfect sort of um, like a place to sit in the middle of it. So I could climb in there and, um, and I decided that that would be the place where I would drum journey myself. And, um, yeah, it was an incredible experience. Um, so I don't know what the acoustics were doing in there, but I heard, um, you know, all kinds of different things. I heard like a didgeridoo playing. I heard like angelic choirs. Um, at one point I could see with every beat of the drum, this rainbow spectrum pulse in my eye. Like I had my eyes closed. Um, but yeah, with every, every beat was like this pulse of like a Aurora Borealis kind of thing. Mm. It was really incredible. Um, and yeah, so there were, during the one journey, there were three kind of distinct um, guides or little mini journeys. Um, and the first was an indigenous woman. Um, she was an older grandmother and um, she had this red, um, like a bandana scarf thing around her head. Um, and she kind of, I, I was asking her about my purpose, my life purpose. And, and she just kind of laughed at me and was like, you get to decide that. That's whatever you want it to be. That's, that's the point. You decide and then you go do that thing and you can't get it wrong. Um, but, yeah, I'd, I don't want to kind of go into the whole Triskelion thing. That's a, a huge story. But just the, the triple spiral is a personal symbol of, of massive significance. And um, maybe we can do another podcast about, cool. about you and I with that. Um, but yeah, so this, um, this Triskelion symbol came back to me and there was like, it was very clear that there were actually three life purposes that I had chosen and, um, and it came to me, um, artist, mother and birth worker. And yeah, there was. I don't know, that just seemed so obvious and that sat with me, resonated with me. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to share this funny thing it was um, with my like obsessive compulsive disorder, I sometimes get 
thoughts that I can't get out of my head, repetitive songs or have I told you about the song? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so, yeah, the whole, the whole time I had just these like two lines from a Tenacious D song <laughs> stuck in my head. And they would keep me up at night, like I was exhausted and... And, you know, you talk about meditation and, and your thoughts going, like every time my thought drifted somewhere, it was just to this, these two lines. It was look into my eyes and it's easy to see one and one make two, two and one make three. It was destiny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, it that song just stressed me out so much, you know, 2am and I was sitting in this little tent and just needing to sleep and just having the song go over and over just just those lines over not even the complete song I tried I tried to do the whole song to like all right now I'm like complete (laughs) let it go I just kept coming back um but yeah it wasn't until I'd done this drum journey in the last day and um that the next time like that song came back to me and I realized the words of it was like (laughs) yeah that (laughs) that's what happened I was like three three and it was destiny it was like there's three destinies there's three purposes three life purposes and I was like holy shit like I've been it's been there the whole time. Yeah. You know, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was cool. just this funny little thing. Like, oh yeah. my God. No, yeah. You not yeah. Now. I shared yeah. that with a big group of women and they all just they pissed themselves. <laughs> it was, yeah. Sorry. I had a good laugh at myself then. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. Is that the story that you... That's the story yeah. I was asking about. Um, but I feel like I kind of want to share like, like little bits and pieces with, I feel like we're in a good place now and I feel like we're on our way to a better place too. Um, I just, I, I feel like, like the decision to stop drinking mm-hmm. has so much potency in it. Mm-hmm. Was it. And the way that we stuck to that, or me, I think you're probably all right with it anyway, but the way I stuck to it was was making a list of my wives yeah. while I was doing that. Mm-hmm. I'll put a link to that too. I've done that as a medium article. Um, but I wanted to ask you something about what you just shared, mm-hmm. which is you're like wise nana woman was like, there is no, you know, it's up to you. You decide that. Mm-hmm. And, then you're, and then it's, here are the three. <laughs> So how do those two reconcile? What's that? Well, I think those are the three things that I've chosen. That you've chosen right now. Yeah. 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 And you could choose different ones tomorrow in theory. I guess so. I I kind of feel like, I mean, being a mother was never on my, my radar as a kid. I was never one of those kids that like played house or anything. Um, kind of assumed that I would get married and have kids one day because that's what you do and never really questioned <laughs> that. Um, but it wasn't like a strong desire of mine. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have five kids. 
Um, but I do feel like there was some kind of divine hand at work. The conditions under which I fell pregnant at, you know, 17, um, kept me out of the army, joining the army. <laughs> um, but it also like, like I really believe that getting, getting pregnant was the best thing that could have happened to me and that, that it, she saved my life. Um, cause I was not in a good place at that time. Obviously wanted to join the army. Not a good place for any, not a good place for me. Um, yeah. So, and once I had her, I like I recorded this little video message from my grandma, Mima, um, when Anna was just a, a couple of months old saying like, I feel like I found my purpose in life. Um, and I just want to have babies now for the rest of my life. Like that, that's what I want to do. Um, yeah. And she really was my world. I, I, I feel like I guess all, all parents love their kids or, you know, most parents love their kids, but it felt like it was a, a real a calling on a different level to just mm. like, yeah, love being a mum. It was like, no, I yeah, love being a mum. Um, I really love that about you. <laughs> how much I love being a mum. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It works. <laughs> um, but, yeah, as far as the artist goes, like that's something that was always in me as a kid. That's that's the one thing that that that's kind of like oxygen for me. Um, and I have had periods in my life where I've put my creativity aside and focused on other things and feel myself shrinking in the world when I do that. And um, yeah, that's that's very much who I am. Um, yeah, I've, I've had other interests and different potential career paths and, and yeah, being creative, being an artist is the one thing that I always come back to. And if I had the choice of being successful in all the different possible careers that there are in the world. It's like, yeah, I just want to be a successful artist. But that's it for me. Um, and the birth work is interesting because I'm currently starting to be a midwife. And so it was interesting that it, that word came to me as birth worker, not midwife. Mm. Um, and I'm still figuring out where I sit with within that world <laughs> um, yeah. that one's a bit of a can of worms because the, the hospital system is not the type of 
birthing yeah. that um, you love and most want to support. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's pretty accurate to say. I I don't want to be a hospital midwife. That's that's pretty clear. Um, yeah, I first got into the the degree kind of thinking on oh, maybe I can be the the change that I want to see. Um, maybe I can be a different kind of midwife within the system um, and be there for the the types of women that would want a midwife like me rather than your mainstream hospital midwife. Um, but I just, I don't know. I've only had a few placement shifts in the birth suite itself. Um, but, yeah, just seeing kind of every woman on Sinto and being monitored and, yeah, it's not it's not what brings me joy and I don't think that's the best version of myself and I don't know that I can be the midwife I want to be within that system. So... Do you know what that looks like at the moment? How that how that might go that you being a birth worker, studying to be a midwife. Look, I don't know whether I graduate and then never register and be more of a doula. I mean, I'm, I've already done doula training. Did that more than a decade ago. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, or whether I do the 5,000 hours and then, um, you know, go the independent midwifery way. Um, but, yeah, the idea of doing three full-time years working in the hospital system makes me kind of... <laughs> Want to run away? <laughs> Did you just find out that you can do that with a private? Yeah, program? apparently there's there's um, other ways, there's other options. So, yeah, that that's very exciting to me that I might be able to um, to do those hours with a, a private practicing midwife. Um, so yeah, there's more for me to research there and, and find out what those alternative ways are. Um, because it is quite clear to me that I don't want to work in a hospital. Yeah. And do you feel like these three aspects of yourself are in balance generally at the moment? Mm, I think um, I think they kind of take they shift as to which has the main focus. Um, obviously, the being a mother is kind of a constant. Um, but there's definitely times where I let you be the primary caregiver and I'm stuck in assignment world <laughs> or placement world. Um, but yeah, I guess certainly while the kids are little, they, if they needed me, that's everything else comes second to that. Um, 
and it it feels unsustainable to have other things be a priority for an extended period of time. Um, like I did one semester of full-time four subjects and that nearly broke me mental health-wise and the kids really, I can see them suffering from that. Yeah, it was just, mum was, mum's not here. <laughs> mum's not here, man. And how about, um, and while you eat the chocolate, the question I'm going to ask is, um, how about having your studio back? But I thought, because this is a little insight into our lives as well, mm-hmm. um, this is re- being recorded in the extension. Mm-hmm. The first, the very first episode of The Unfinished Cubby was recorded in the Cubby house mm-hmm. and there was all this horrible background noise. Mm. Oh. So it occurred to yeah, me yeah. partway through this one that I've oh, the heat is going. going. <laughs> and that that's what that background noise is. Sorry, I don't Should know I what that's going like. I feel like we're getting now towards you've the everyone's end. attention to it. Yeah, no. now that, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what it'll sound like on the thing. But um, anyway, yeah, there was all of this noise because the extension was being built. Mm-hmm. And, and here we are in the extension. Yeah. Which means that you have your studio back for the first time in two years, two and a half years. No, two years exactly. I think it was 20. Moved to Pinewood when we came back in Europe. Yeah. Mm. And then you were there till August of 2019. Yeah. 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 How does it feel to have your studio back? Oh, so good. Um, it's still in the process of being set up. That's a long process. I've got a whole lot of crap under the house that needs to be sorted through. But um, I love that I've got a lot of empty shelves in there, which means things have got places to, to be put. Um, but, yeah, while... Well, I've got assignments due. It's, it's, well, being creative is a really awesome way of procrastinating on my assignments. So at least I'm productive in one way. Like I made a new uh, ceremony rattle the other day instead of getting started on the assignment. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of, I mean, it's also the the space where I can do my assignments um, because my previous assignment was done in the kitchen, like I'd bring all the textbooks out and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, kind of spread out there and then pack them up and it wasn't super conducive to getting a lot of work done. Um, but yeah, it's lovely to kind of have, have that space there where I can close the door and not be interrupted and go deep into research or making medicine rattles. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I'm looking forward to a break in the assignments, although I don't see one coming in the foreseeable future. Um, 
because I've got a lot of creative ideas and and things that are kind of itching to be birthed, but don't have the time. Mm. Yeah. Or maybe that's just a limiting belief. And you want to totally make time. Meditating every morning for a while, then we'll be so in flow that we're always just doing exactly what we should be doing. <laughs> that's probably going to be like a dominant thought for me in my meditation is to be like, I could be in the studio creating something <laughs> right now. <laughs> Stupid meditation. I want to kind of wrap it up. Cool. Yeah. And you need to go do an all-nighter on your assignment. I'll set the alarm for 4.30. Oh, really? See you then. Yeah, we discussed it just before. <laughs> I don't remember that. Can I go to bed? I think that would be, well, yeah. No, I can't. <laughs> Cool. All right. Thanks for coming and talking to me. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for having me. It's really nice um, to have you here. The extension. Yeah. Cool. All right. Cool. It's goodbye, everyone. Thanks for listening. <laughs>